We have questions that need answers. How are you showing up in relationships? Are you a modern or traditional woman? Let's get into it. Welcome to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast, your weekly fix for all things mental health and wellness. I'm Brittany, the joke-cracking, detail-oriented friend who is always down the road when you need her. For the legal stuff, though, not the illegal stuff. And I'm Germany, the loyal friend who keeps you laughing. I'm a ray of sunshine, and you can always find me on the dance floor. And not only are we besties, but we're your besties. You heard me right. It's homegirl vibes here. Get ready for the girls to dish the real, the raw, and the fucking funny. And listen, we may drag you, but it's always in love. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back, boo-boo babies. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty good. I'm actually feeling better than I've been feeling in the, on the past episodes because I've been getting some rest. Good. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's have, good to hear. I really feel like the batch recording has been working in our favor more than I thought it would. Like getting to the point of doing the batch recording was tiring and different. But once we got into a flow, mm-hmm. I see the benefits of it. I agree. Before y'all, we were recording after work during the weekdays every week. And Implementing the batch recording schedule has just freed my time up. I just feel so much better. I can do my workouts and not be pressed. And I was sharing this with Brittany. I feel like I'm always rushing to get to the next thing, always on the go, on the go. So having my week allotted for like work and like myself really helps to create more balance in my life. So I too am enjoying the batch recording. It's a vibe. It is. And speaking of like having more time during the week, because we haven't been Recording during the week, every week, I have time to do my workout classes. Yes. So I got a class pass again. It was kind of by accident. I signed up for the free trial, mm-hmm. which gives you so many credits. And I had every intention on signing up, but at a lower level yeah. because there's tiers. There's like $49.99 per month, $89.99 per month. And I believe there may be one a little higher. That's the one that we don't even want to know about. <laughs> Straight, I didn't even look at that one. But um, I was like, okay, I'm going to do the $49.99 um, a month one. I have my gym membership. I haven't stepped foot in the gym in months. So I was going to figure out what I was going to do with that. Please tell me why everything hit on the same goddamn day. Yeah. The gym annual renewal, $49.99. Gym membership, $29.99. And then the class pass, $89.99. I said, take me. Yeah, yeah that was, you I was pissed. I was so pissed. But... I was like, whatever, I'm happy to have the credits. And I finally went to a restorative yoga class, which I have told y'all that I love. But when I was there, I really felt my nervous system like calming down. Mm -hmm. Like I just felt so good. I felt refreshed. I felt like I need to make more time for myself because it felt really good. Yeah, I need to look into a restorative yoga class that's local to me. I've been using my class pass for Pilates classes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been loving it. And I already know the way class pass gets down. So as soon as I signed up for the free trial, I said, let me go in here and manage this membership. Yeah. And I immediately signed up for the level that I want. So that's just a cheat code, y'all. Anytime you sign up for a free trial that comes with a subscription after modify things before the trial even ends please because you'll be up a creek right so yes i'm lo- I'm loving class pass yeah 
So um, what else we're loving is you all coming over here and giving us our flowers. Mm -hmm. The ratings have been going up on Spotify. Really, they've been skyrocketing. So thank you all for that. Continue to rate, follow, hit the bell. And also follow us on Patreon. On Patreon, it is an exclusive membership community where you get bonus episodes. We have our monthly check-in. We have a bonus episode that usually relates to the series that we're doing for the month. And then we have our audio affirmations. We have playlists. Journal prompts are coming back. And more recently, we've implemented the Discord, which is basically a big-ass group chat. So if you like talking to homegirls specifically about the content that we kind of share here, people who are like-minded, you will love Discord. So join us. Somebody got in there. They said, how do I? They emailed us. How do I get into Discord? Mm-hmm. I've signed up. Mm-hmm. Let me know. Send me the link. Like, yeah. Oh, we got you. Just join us on Patreon. All levels. Yeah. Not all levels, actually. Starting at the Homegirl Vibes level. Starting at the Homegirl Vibes level. Yeah. And that information is down in the description. Also, speaking of Homegirl Vibes, we are going on a big ass homegirl retreat vacation um el salvador march 27th through april 2nd we will be in the middle of the jungle connecting with other like-minded women Brittany and i are hosting some workshops which are going to be superb our moms are joining we're going to be having a good ass time doing all the things that homegirls do on vacation so if you feel like an experience to connect with other women and doing something that you've probably never done before is calling you please sign up and join us. We would love to have you. Yes, we have a few slots left and that information is down in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so y'all. Now that the church announcements are out the way. (laughs) Yes. So with this being the last month of the year, we decided to do our goodie bag of episodes. We usually do series here, but this month is no series. Mm -hmm. It's just treats. Yes. Um, So you don't know what you're going to get until you get it. So today... This is a hot topic. This is a hot topic. I feel like I cannot scroll on social media, on YouTube, without seeing a debate about traditional women and modern women. Mm -hmm. And it's usually like set up as one being better than the other. So we thought that it would be fitting for us to have this conversation. We understand that there are women that are committed to showing up in a traditional way in relationships. And there are others who would rather make their own rules or show up differently in a more modern way. So, And also we have this conversation often. I feel like our friend group has this talk, like it comes up pretty often for us too. So it's everywhere. Everybody wants to know what the fuck That's the perks of having a varied friend group. Like Mm -hmm. people are showing up differently so we can get different perspectives. Um, So basically we're going to be talking about different relationship dynamics and figuring out which one works best for you. Yeah. So I think it'll be really beneficial to just sort of outline the difference between traditional and modern women, maybe just from a definition standpoint. So in the context of dating, relationships and marriage, traditional minded women tend to see family and marriage as their goal or what inspires them in their life, right? Traditional women generally tend to come from a more religious background. So a lot of their decisions are made from this place of like religion. Mm-hmm. And then a modern woman would be the opposite of that child. She's a little <laughs> different. She's a little different. So she may tend to idealize equality in relationships and a modern woman might prefer to take the lead in relationships depending on what's going on and would rather focus on career and education first before marriage and children. Yeah. 
And for some um, modern women, having family and children is more so like an option. Right. Um, it's more like a, I can I can have that, but if I don't have it, I still feel like I will be able to be fulfilled and happy. Mm. A lot of modern women also tend to be a lot more liberal in their views. And again, there's a spectrum right. of what liberal is or conservative, I guess. But modern women can still be religious or spiritual. We're not we're not saying that if you're modern, that you're not connected. Exactly. You're not saying that you're not connected. But um, when we're speaking about religion, it's more so in reference to your view on marriage and relationships and like how you show up, what's guiding you. Mm, yes. So, what are the folks saying about this? Because this is a part of the conversation that really be having me on a roller coaster ride. But I've heard that um, people say that traditional relationships typically last longer. Have you heard that one? I've heard that one. But I think that stems from a place of like, if you're in a traditional, more traditionally based relationship and both parties have traditional views, it's li less likely that either person wants to divorce out of that, like traditional, the traditional like morals and values. Yeah. So maybe they together, but it ain't. It's less likely that it'll happen. Yes. But another one that I've heard that I really hear this one more from men, if I'm being honest, is that modern women will end up single and lonely. The Kevin's, that's from the book of Kevin <laughs> Samuels. That's from the Kevin Samuels book. I hate that. I I've hate heard that. that it makes it seem like us as modern women, because y'all know where I stand. That we're so rogue, like that there's just no taming this wild beast yeah. of a woman. Like what? Yeah, I've heard that one a lot. I was even talking with my therapist about it because she always like would tell me like how I'm so ambitious and like so inspiring and da 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 da. And I was telling her, but when it comes to relationships, which as humans, we all desire to be in relationship, right? Mm -hmm. um, some of the conversations may be the opposite of women don't need a man, da 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 da. But I was having this conversation with her about like, yeah, I'm happy that she sees me that way. I also see myself that way. But I was telling her about the conversations that I'm hearing from men can be a little discouraging when you're hearing, oh, you're going to be single. You need to prioritize family and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, God damn, can I can I want to be successful and want a family too? can both be true. Right. So um, that's one of the things that a lot of people are saying. But also um, what a lot of folks are saying that is that women don't know how to be soft anymore. The modern woman. That we're operating in our masculine when we decide to take the other route. So we're going to talk about that. Yeah, I definitely don't believe that. You don't think that's that the way? whole point of this like soft girl, like soft life era. Like, you know, I feel like you can be a modern woman who is adopting a soft life. I don't I don't agree with that. Right. And I, I agree with you about the soft life era. But I think because there's such a varied perspective on what a soft life era will look like. You can live a soft life in terms of I'm doing self-care, I'm pampering myself. And then when in relationship, you're showing up hard. Yeah, no, yeah. So we're going to talk about this today. Mm -hmm. um, traditionally, this is a part of the show where we dive into the well, if you ask me segment, where we tell y'all exactly how we feel about it. But today's a special day. <laughs> Y'all, I think this is the year for me to really tap in and learn a new language. 
I took French in high school and then I let it go after the requirement was met. But with the European summer loading, I would love to have this language under my belt. And I know just the thing that helped me with this, Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the language learning powerhouse that's been transforming lives for the past 30 years. Imagine a language learning journey that not only works, but feels like a seamless part of your vibrant and dynamic world. And listen, this is not just for the language connoisseurs. It's for the bold, brilliant, and beautiful women like us ready to embrace the world of languages. Say hello to effortlessly acquiring Spanish, French, Italian, German. I mean, there's over 25 different languages to choose from. Rosetta Stone immerses you in your chosen language, teaching you to speak, listen, and even think in that language without any translation hiccups. This process is as intuitive as choosing your next hairstyle, girls. Starting with words thin phrases, and before you know it, you're crafting sentences like a pro. I love it because it's designed for long-term retention, ensuring that your newfound language skills become second nature. Now let's talk about the real magic for a minute, true accent. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition feature acts like a personal stylist, but for your accent, giving you real-time feedback on your pronunciation. No more awkward language faux pas, just pure elegance. And for the woman on the move, whether you're on your desktop or using the app, Rosetta Stone seamlessly fits into your busy life. They have an audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline, meaning you can learn anytime, anywhere. And I have a secret for you. For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership at 50% off. Yes, you heard that right. You get unlimited access to all 25 languages for the rest of your beautiful life. This is a deal that I don't think you want to miss. So why wait, sis? Don't put off your language journey any longer. Right now, BGB listeners can snag Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off by visiting rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. It's your time to shine, Buki, and Rosetta Stone is here to make your language dreams a reality. Hey, Bookies, we got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me, it's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure, absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today, and it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories, like they're narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world-shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative 
and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, mm. And let's not forget, black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. If you're anything like me, you are probably tired of spending all your money on takeout or you're over all the stress that comes with meal planning. Listen, Factor Meals is here to save the day. I mean, imagine this. Delicious, chef-crafted meals delivered right to your door. Ready to heat and eat in just two minutes? Y'all, no more grocery shopping, no more shopping, no more dishes. Just restaurant-quality goodness made with fresh, high-quality ingredients? I love Factor. Factor offers over 35 different options a week, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and so much more. Whatever your diet is, they have you covered. Plus, they have over 55 delicious add-ons like breakfast smoothies and protein bars to keep you fueled all day long. And the meals are good. Every meal that I've had has been so good. And let's talk numbers. Factor is actually less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved, so you know you're getting the good stuff. You can choose as many or as few meals as you need, from 6 to 18 per week, and you can even pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your busy schedule. I prefer to use Factor for my lunch meals because that is the time of the day where I'm super busy, so I can just grab something out of the fridge and not have to worry about it. So why don't you diss the stress and step into your bravado with Factor Meals. They're perfect for the boss babe on the go, the queen who values her time, and the woman who deserves delicious, healthy food without the hassle. So are you ready to reclaim your kitchen throne? Head to factormeals.com bravado50 and use code bravado50 to get 50% off. That's right. You heard me. I said 50% off. So go to factormeals.com bravado50 and use code BRAVADO50. Do not miss out, sis. Today's a very special day. So we have two girlies here with us. These are two girlies that if you're OG listeners, you have heard from before, where we talked about cohabiting, um, living with your significant other. And they are also our best friends. So we are so happy to have them on the show. Um, We wanted them to be here to talk with us because they also just so happen to be married women. (laughs) Y'all know that Germany and I are not married. So in efforts to make the conversation layered and provide a varied perspective, we thought that it would only be right to have these two beautiful women join us today. So Adrian and Kayla, welcome. Welcome Thank you. you. (laughs) We are so happy y'all are here. 
We I'm are. So we're happy so to be here. To be oh, cute, cute. Yeah. It's been a while. Like you said, they were on the it show has. like episode six, I think, or something yes. like that. Yes. Early, early, early on. So yeah, Adrian was recently on. With oh, yeah. Friendship makeup. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. But all of us here together, this is um, great. First. This is great. A first yeah. in a while. So, y'all, let's just start off here. What type of woman do you consider yourself? How do you show up in relationships? And we're going with the traditional modern labels today. Okay. You want to go first? Okay. Let, 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 me, let me just say this. <laughs> you guys said that this is a hot topic, right? Okay. Jeremy and I were having this conversation just randomly because we just talk how we talk. <laughs> we were having this conversation the other day and it, and it got a little spicy. It got, it it got, got spicy? It got a li- not, not like that, but like she was just very passionate about her views. I was very passionate about mine. My phone, my battery ended up dying. And when it died, I said, whew, okay, good. We got out of that one. <laughs> I said, let me get to this baby's homework. I got to get back. <laughs> I have to get back to my things. And so that just, I said that to say like, yes, this is a, this is a huge topic. Um, but one of the things that I would, I would encourage our friend group to do and just women in general to do, um, is to cut down any form of competition within our community. I truly believe that in this season, the generals are female. Like we are leading the charge. We saw that in such a tremendous way with the Black Girl Bravado plus Spotify (laughs) plus Unbothered Network photo shoot and how you guys just showed up. Everybody just showed up in their power, in their creativity, in their talent, in their intellect. And there was no competition in the room. And you guys did that, like I said, in such a tremendous way and served as such a huge example for all of us, especially our Black female community. Mm Now, as far as how do I identify, the other day I said, I'm a modern woman with a traditional flair. And I Mm. thought I was somebody. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was somebody. I thought I was somebody when I said it. Um, But I really love the definitions that you guys provided today because it, it helped me to clearly identify where I stand. And she's a traditional woman. Mm -hmm. She's a, she, listen, if this were some other time, I would be pregnant right now, barefoot. Over that cast iron skillet, you hear me? My husband would be coming home and his his slippers would be at the door and I would be preparing. Baby, all right, wait one second. Wait one second, sir. I'll be right, I'll, I'll be right with you. But that's just me. And I love it. I love being a traditional woman. I love it. I love how you said that because I was thinking, I feel like I'm traditional. I'm a hybrid, I guess. <laughs> okay. What's a hybrid look like? So I love home and family, but I also deeply care about career and my own goals. And not to say one is better than the other. I just don't think I would be completely fulfilled either way. Mm-hmm. Like, gotcha. I want it all. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. in the midst. I'm, I'm in the midst. I love like both. That. Yeah. I like that but I think it also depends on who you ask. Like if you were to talk to my grandma, she would describe me completely as modern because back in the day, their traditional, I think is different than our traditional. They're 200% committed to the home. Whereas if you were to talk to someone younger, I think they would define me as all the way traditional. Yeah. So that's very generation plays a part. It does. But I can say Kayla, I think just because I know you personally, and like you said, how much career and like goals are important to you. That I would say you are like very much so like a hybrid. Yeah. You and know, I don't want to like say, because I don't want anybody to feel like, well, just pick a side or you're right. not making a decision. It's like, that's truly how I feel. I feel like I'm both 
Yeah. yeah. Genuinely. I, w- I would agree. Yeah. And that's okay. I think sometimes the labels make us, and we talked about this in our series, the labels that others place on us and sometimes we place in ourselves makes us feel like we have to be boxed in. Like, okay, sure. I've made a claim that I'm traditional, so I can only show up this way. And if I'm doing something else, then there's something wrong with that. But here, we're not doing that. Yes. We're not doing that today. So... Adrian, you said you love being a traditional woman, that you absolutely love it. What do you feel like is the most freeing part or the best part about being a traditional woman? And then we need the other side of it. What do you feel like is the most restrictive, mm-hmm. if any? Maybe you don't feel like there's any restrictions. Right. The most freeing part of this particular dynamic is that I feel so empowered in my femininity. And in my strength, I can show up like as my, as my full self. One day I have an attitude. The next day I am praying over my kids and blessing my husband before he goes out, you know, before he walks out of the door and I can be, or I can, I can be here doing this, right? Like I, I can be here doing this. So there is no part of who I am that is off limits. Um, and so I, I really enjoy that. I, it, it almost feels like I have like the little kid that has like, I'm gonna go get my big sister. I'm gonna go get my, big, <laughs> I'm, bruh, listen. And your, that's your husband. That's my husband. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, don't you worry. Let me, let me go get him. Let, mm-hmm. let me go get him. I'm not here. I'm not here alone. <laughs> let me go. Let me go get my help. I just feel like that in life. I feel so covered by him. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel provided for. I feel loved and secured. And so it just, it, it makes it because of how he is and and how he treats me and honors me, um, in the fullness of who I am, it makes it easy. Mm -hmm. It's easy. It's easy to, to do this. As far as like restrictiveness, there's a lot of responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's a lot of responsibility. I was actually saying to him last night, I said, you have no idea, sir, the, the privilege and the benefit that you have Mm -hmm. that I Got right. it. Right. You know, he went, he, he said, oh, I'm gonna go downstairs and get this stuff out of the car. And then an hour later, I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, where is he at? Well, he was in the garage cutting some wood. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it was a project, not, not anything silly, but, um, yeah, he was in the garage cutting some wood. And so he came up and he was like, what's up? And I'm like, you don't, you really don't understand. Yeah. You don't understand the privilege that you have. Well, I just thought, you know, that, you know, I just was going to get the stuff and I was going to come and I was going to cut. And I'm like, right. But you didn't, you, it didn't even cross your mind, babe, mm-hmm. that there was other stuff to go. You, it didn't cross your mind. It was right. just, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to get this stuff. You know what? While I'm here, I'm going to just cut the wood. Meanwhile, Judah is wanting macaroni and cheese. Right. Kingsley doesn't eat cheese. So she wants something completely different. Mm-hmm. I still have laundry in the, in the, in the wash. I still have other things to do. And so there's at times where it does feel like, there is a cognitive, also emotional, spiritual load mm-hmm. um, that is is sometimes is is heavy. Yeah, absolutely. I, I also told him. I said, "You don't understand too the privilege that it is to go drive yourself to work, mm-hmm. and however long it takes you to get there. If you want to talk, you can talk to yourself. If you don't want to talk, you don't have to. Right. You want to play music? Fine. You don't fine, but you have that time." To just be by yourself. Mm-hmm. It's yours. And it's yours. Yep. You don't have yep. to share with anybody. It's yours. You don't have to think about the meals no. that have to be prepared. No. 
And that's and that's and that's the privilege. Also being able to clock into work and clock out. Right. Hmm. I'm done with listen, I'm done with this job. I was, I'll see y'all back. No, I, there, there, there is none of that. Right. So um I wouldn't necessarily call it restrictive. I Maybe would just I, the contrast. Challenges. I the guess. contrast. Yeah. 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 That there's there's yeah, that there are cha- there's challenges. Sure. And it's, it is a contrast. There is a contrast at times. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Kayla? I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, I do work outside of the home, but as far as home life and the kids, I'm on the front lines. Um, my husband has a job where, well, he's a principal of a high school, so very hands-on. He has to be there. Anything can happen. Emergency happens at the school. He's home late. And it's not a thought of, oh, well, who's picking the kids up? Or right. what are we going to have for dinner? Well, Who's going to do the homework? It's like, that's right. on me. He's right. able to handle his business and that'd be his sole thought. Whereas yeah. me, me, I'm working and all those million things are also going on right. in my mind. So it's like, okay, clocking out of this job into my other job that I really never clock out of. Right. So as soon as I get off work, I'm headed to get the kids. I'm focusing on dinner. I'm doing homework, bath time, bedtime. Not to say that he never helps with any of that, but for the most part, it's me thinking about it. Right. 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 I would say the main challenges, it has restricted me from moving up in my work. I would say, and I don't want people to feel like, oh, if you have a family, you can't progress right. career-wise because we see people with families all the time in very high positions. I would say because I'm so hands-on, I've just made the decision not to take certain positions. Right. Um, and I would even go as far as to say I feel like certain opportunities have been held back for me because mm-hmm. my job knows like, oh, she has kids. That's probably going to come first. And yeah. I can't show up the way that someone that doesn't have that responsibility can't show up. So. Definitely pros and cons um, or challenges, you can say, that come with it mm-hmm. that I know he doesn't experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sugar, girl, Lisa. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. So we didn't... Um, did you say that you're a modern woman? Girl, yes. Of I don't course. even feel like that got to be said. Okay, yeah. misunderstood. Don't got to be explained. You know, that. you know I'm modern. Even in my house with no children. Listen. I'm like, hold on. Listen. I know. Okay, I consider myself a modern woman too. And um, I've just always considered myself this way. I mm-hmm. think because the way that I was raised. Like my mom is very modern. Even when she was married, she tries to tell me that she's Dibbled and dabbled her toe in some traditional ways. And I'm like, mother. She's always giving me modern. Period. <laughs> it's always giving big modern energy. I mean, yeah. she's always worked. She's, we were very self-sufficient, which mm-hmm. I think freed, which I know freed her from a lot of the cognitive responsibilities. Not to say that she didn't have to think about them, but I was cooking. Right. right. Yeah, right. right. I right. was cooking. You the were hands. Right. Cognitive you know, load yeah. was on me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So that's probably why I am honestly a little resistant to having that type of responsibility in my adult age. Like, I feel like I've made the conscious decision to be modern and operate as modern, even with the desire to be married, even through my dating experiences have even become more affirmed in knowing that I need a husband who fully accepts my modernness. You know, like if you're looking for a traditional woman, stop looking. Because I'm just not that. Like, I'm just not that. And it's caused some conflict, even in myself. Like, I told you guys, I was talking with my therapist and like some of the messaging that I'm hearing. 
makes me feel like, uh, well, am I going to find someone who is okay with me being modern? Who's okay mm-hmm. with me being super busy? Who's okay with me being career driven? Like, is that going to be okay? Um, and I know that it will be okay, but I'm just expressing with you guys, like some of the feelings that I right, feel right. like having this experience and having the conversations, but I can say a hundred percent that, um, this is how I am genuinely. And this is really like how I've always been. So yeah. I would ask you guys, do you feel like even in your previous relationships that obviously weren't marriage because this is your guys one and only marriage, but do you feel like in your dating experiences that you always showed up traditionally, or is this something that has transitioned when you decided when you became married women? Showing up dating in a traditional way. I'm trying to, you mean like cooking for my boyfriend or like what or considering yourself? Dating? I think like in a dating sense, it would be like consulting with your partner. So I can share my own experience when I was dating a traditional man. He expected me to show up more traditional. Like, let's consult. Let's let's okay. plan around what it is that you're going to be doing exactly. so that I'm also in the mix. And I was not feeling that. And okay. that, that's when I know, oh, you ain't the kind of man I can date because I cannot marry a traditional partner. Got you, got you. I would say I was very traditional dating. Yeah, I can say that. A hundred percent. Yeah. How about you, Adrian? Well, I um, started dating Alex when I was... 19 just turned 20 um so i don't have a lot of dating experience like but my parents their marriage although they eventually got divorced like their marriage was very traditional Mm -hmm. my dad is is very traditional even now will like try to counsel me on you know say little things like i hope you're not giving my son-in-law a hard time over Mm -hmm. there but it's like bruh (laughs) And then I would say, he's yeah, actually like, giving you, me you the hard time. Right, okay. Like he's, let, let me tell you, he's 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 being well taken care of. Right. Um, and so recently, actually, when we all kind of went on vacation, he was like able to see. And so he sent me uh, like a text message after the fact. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm proud job. of you. Good job. I'm proud of you. Good job. You know, you're handling it. Uh-huh. And so it was, and showing up in, in the initial stages um, of my relationship with Alex, yeah, I, I was. I was I was very traditional. It wasn't even a thought at that time. It was I was just doing you. I was just yeah, I, yeah. I was I, I was just doing me. I did have some, you know, I did push back a bit on the cooking thing. Um, because I didn't cook. I didn't know how to cook. So his requirement or expectation of that was like, why why would you think that I, why would you think that I would cook, bro? Like I you met me and I was going up the street to Carl's Jr. Right. Like why would you be asking me about cooking? Um, but eventually I kind of like got into, um, the groove of that is, it's a, it's a, do you enjoy it or no, is it just, kinda, okay. <laughs> I don't enjoy cooking. I wouldn't mind cooking. I don't like having to think about what everyone wants to eat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know what I want. To, sometimes I don't have to eat. Sometimes I can't, it just, it just depends. But having to think of like what everybody wants to eat and then, then the awful, waiting to hear what everybody has to say. The judgment. Right. Oh my gosh. I hate it. But, I, and I try to like release it. Like yeah. whatever. Here, here's your plate. Yeah. Eat it. Yeah. Eat it. I made it. Eat it. But still there's a part of me that's like, I would be like lasagna's on the menu and you love it for tonight. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, at this point, the critiques just go in and out. I'm like, y'all not hungry. And if we got to order something, we just got to order something. Like, I can't be stressed out about this. Yeah. yeah. I would say, um, like your experience, Brittany, my mom is very modern. Y'all already know how my mom yes. is yeah. now. 
never been traditional. She's been married five times. That'll tell you that everything tells, you that need to know. All, right? <laughs> That'll tell you everything you need to know. Um, but I was raised very modern. I feel mm-hmm. like I've always been very modern. And like I just shared, when I had the when I came, when I brushed up against a traditional nigga, I said, Oh no, you you want too much for me. Mm-hmm. You want too much for me. So I feel like I have to have a modern partner. Mm-hmm. Similar to you, to you, Brittany, I have to have someone who who understands equality is very important to me in right. a relationship. I need someone who can do everything that I can do mm-hmm. that because I'm I, I I want that. You know, I want that push and pull. The support, really. Like, I don't want to be the only person who's cooking. I don't want to be the only person who's cleaning. There's times I come home and Andres has cleaned everything. And I'm like, thank you. Because I didn't want to figure it out. Or he'll be like, I'll run to the grocery store for you. Or I don't have to necessarily cook. I cook because I, I need to eat. But he will. He'll be like, I'll throw some mushrooms. He'll do what he knows how to yes. do. And throw some mushrooms. He, that's his favorite meal. He'll throw some mushrooms. mushrooms. make some that. tacos, mushrooms. Yes. So it... It makes me, it's what I need in a relationship and a partnership is equality. I I have a very um, need for an egalitarian style relationship where there's a lot of equality. Everybody does everything. There's, you know, there's no my role, your role, you know, pool, pool. I need everybody pulling. Mm -hmm. So because gender roles are not a thing in my household, not necessarily, my partner is very chivalrous. So I think out of just his natural innate quality of being chivalrous and want to be providing and caring for. He does certain things that are assigned to a male gender role, but it's not like necessary. How do you guys feel about gender roles in your house or in your relation, in your marriage? Like, do they exist or how do they exist? Yeah. Yeah. I would say they definitely exist. Um, There are certain things that I never do. Like I never take out the trash. Um, I don't do that either. Take it, nigga. And Caleb will even say like, okay, the outside stuff is me. So, you know, yard work, all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then the inside is me. Well, the outside stuff is him. The inside is me. But I will say he helps with the laundry most of the time. Unless his week is crazy, then I'll take it over. So I would say very much gender roles in our household. Yeah, pretty Mm -hmm. traditional. Um, He will cook. He has a couple meals, not a full spread. But if I say, you know, babe, I'm having a hard time. Can you handle dinner tonight? He'll do it. It's not that. Because I know some men are just not even willing. Tapped in. Yeah. He's not like that. It's just his schedule is crazy right now. Um, And I think he does desire that traditional routine or role approach, however you want to say it. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been a stay-at-home mom um, since a month before Kingsley was born and she's seven now. So our relationship is, is heavy, heavy, heavy on the gender roles, (laughs) heavy on the gender roles, please. And I think for, for us, it just makes sense for everybody to know what are you doing? What are you responsible for? What am I responsible for? It just creates like a, like a synergy and a flow um, where there's things that he doesn't have to think about or worry about. And there's things that I don't have to, you know, I don't have to think about or worry about. For example, um, I don't like, to, you know, we have, we have a, an electric car. We also have my, my mom's car since she's out of town. And I, since having an electric car, I don't think about gas mm-hmm. ever. So before leaving um, to come here, he said, is there gas in the car? I said, I don't know. I can't tell you. <laughs> I don't know. He said, all right, let me go down there and check. So he goes downstairs and he, he, I gotta go, get, I'm gonna go put gas in the car. So that way you can go. And then same thing, like with the trash and all of the, like, dirty work and yeah. all of the all of the grunt stuff you know he's got it oh i used to watch a show when i was growing up called um 
uh, Golden Girls, Blanche Devereaux, she said, equality. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be equal to you. I want to be treated better than you. Mm-hmm. And I said, me, me right here. I, I want to be treated better than you, babe. I love you, but I, I want to, I want to be treated better. We're not, we're not, same thing. We're not, mm-hmm. eye, we're not eye to eye. So you feel like he, you, you get the, you get the upper hand or you get the longer end of the stick? I do. I, I do get the longer end, end of the stick, especially when like, for example, we have the dog, right? If it's raining, babe, the dog, the dog has to go out. <laughs> go get the, you know, the dog, mm-hmm. go, go take care of the dog. Um, so all of the grunts work, all of the stuff that I don't, I don't want to have to do. He, he'll, he'll handle it. And so I can just, I can just kind of be, um, at, at certain points I can just be. So See, my thing is that there's just a lot of shit to do in the house. It ain't that much to do outside. <laughs> outside That's my problem. Especially it's when not, you have a gardener. It's exactly. not that much, nigga. You're not out there really. You, yeah. you ain't going to bait. I mean, what is called? Grab the meat and bring it home right. and slaughter it. You ain't do. Yeah. I want to yeah. know. So what you doing in here? Because yeah. I got a lot to do in here. Me Baby. personally. You right, know, like right. we live in an apartment. Yeah. <laughs> there's no lawn to be mowed. Yeah. The people come pick the trash up. You take it out and put it in the bin. But like, what are we doing in this house? Cause I can't cook, I can't clean, I can't dust, I can't walk the dog. No, right? Like yeah, that—that's the part that for me that's just like, Ugh. it's a lot. No. And you know, Adrian, you made a good point at the top of the conversation about eliminating the competition. And I think what it really comes down to is, as humans, it's hard for us to understand things that we don't understand or something yeah. that we're just opposite from. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, when I'm looking at, we talked about like the restrictions. Because of my just natural spirit and just how I am, when I'm looking at a traditional role, it seems restrictive as fuck to me, Mm -hmm. which makes it really hard for me to grasp the concept because I'm thinking I can't just get up and go do what I want to do. I have to consult and hope that they agree and they say that it's okay. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure, and I want to ask you guys as women who identify as traditional women, since we're having an honest conversation, what do you guys look at modern women and see as, how do they do that? Like, how will they willingly want to be modern? I don't feel that way. I, yeah. I feel like, oh, wow, they get to do whatever they, like, you know, there's a lot of freedom. Um, I don't look at it as a negative. I know some people do. I don't look at a modern woman and think, oh, she's going to be single. She's going to be lonely. She's probably unhappy. I'm normally happy for them. And it's opposite of my lifestyle. Um, So I love to see it. It makes me happy to see you guys doing what you love, doing what you want to do, fulfilling your passions, uh, having your freedom. That's my take on it. Yeah. And I just want to clarify something. Um, I think and I don't want to speak for you, Kayla. So correct me if correct me if I'm wrong. I think our relationships wouldn't seem so traditional if we didn't have children. I think yeah. the adding the kids as a huge there's a huge like that's a yep. huge factor, right? If it was just us and the dog, okay, babe, I'm getting ready to go. You know, okay, I'm yep. gonna you know say, it would it would be the same thing. Like Alex likes to shoot; he'd probably at, be at the range all the time. Mm-hmm. But because we have the kids and we have the home in the middle. Like, well, that, that really, if anything is, is where the restriction comes in because we have so many responsibilities, right? So I can't just hop up and go because who's going to care for the kids. I got to make sure I secure the kids first. And the same thing for him, right? Like I can't just go and do whatever I want to do. I can't just quit my job or find a new career right now or whatever. There's some things I need to think about because I'm caring for 
three other lives. Yeah. Now, as far as um, looking at modern women and, and considering like modern women, I said it a few times when we were in New York, like, listen, modern women in the wild. Like this, <laughs> I was so Not fascinated. Seriously, I was so fascinated. And still today, I'm fascinated by... Um, the modern woman's like, and not to say the traditional women are not like this, but your tenacity, mm-hmm. your fervor, your go out and get it and bring it back. Your, you, you know, listen, nigga, if you want to come home, come home. If you don't, <laughs> yeah. don't, I don't like, I'm just so like, oh, wow, yeah. look at that. You know, like, go get it, go get it. You yeah, know? it makes you excited. It's it like really a different does. type of energy, I guess you yes. could say. But it's not, I don't know why people see it as negative. That's the part that, that's hard for me to grasp. I'm like, why does it have to be negative? It's just something different, you know? Yeah. And I wouldn't even say different from the norm. I'd say different from it's what different. we've been taught. Taught. Yeah. 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 I think it's more so the men that see it as negative. Not all men, but. Some. Some, yeah. Yeah, because I definitely have heard how children completely change the game. That's mm-hmm. the main shift, honestly, I would say in my relationship. Before kids, I wasn't cook. I would cook, but it would be like, oh, babe, let's go to happy hour. Like, after work, meet me here for happy hour. Yeah. Right. You know, but now it's like, clearly... I can't eat out all the time. We can't. Right, right. So, you have to, get, you know, get, get, it's get at home, home preparing the meals. Mm-hmm. It's just a different dynamic with kids. Um, however, there are some dads that take on that frontline role. Because I know some moms that are just chilling. And yeah. the dads are handling <laughs> everything. And I'm not mad at it. Yeah. You know, if that's the dynamic yeah. that works, that's what works as long as the kids are taken care of. So, right. you know, it's whatever works for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really what it comes down to. Whatever works for exactly. your particular right. individual relationship. Right. right. I will say, though, quickly, what? What? that even dating more traditional men without kids, I can pick up on the subtleties of the traditional. It's like, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's thing. a real thing. Like, even without kids, it's kind of like the, and I don't know if you guys experience this. It's like, oh, let me know what you're doing. You're doing that. You're that's going that. out again. And it's like, bruh, yes. You know why? Because I'm free. Right. I don't have any kids. I don't even have a ring. Right. We're dating. And even if I had a ring like that, I I strongly believe in getting somebody who's aligned with how you see things. Because my dating relationship is a reflection of what is to come in in a marriage with me. And that's important. You know, I have a modern partner. Like my partner does what he wants to do. Not in a bad way. Yeah. But like he does not make decisions that don't impact me. He doesn't make his decide what he's going to do with his life if it does not have anything to do with me. Like, go, go do what you want. And I'm going to do what I want to do. Yesterday, I was out all day. No tea. I went to brunch with my friend. I went to Brittany's and got my hair done. He said, I didn't know you were getting your hair done. You see, it's done now. (laughs) You see, it's done. I said, yeah, I stopped at Brittany's to get my hair done. He's like, okay, cool. So I think that having a partner that is aligned with like how you see things creates more synergy Mm -hmm. because I definitely dated someone who was traditional and it was that. It was giving, I don't think you should, not even I don't think you should. I'm I'm the person who wants to go out. I'm going to do all the things. If something is presented to me, I'm going to say, yes, I can go or no, I can't go based on my schedule, my calendar. I'm not thinking about what's on your calendar. And he was like, you know, you're busy every weekend this month. I am. Girl, there was, there was something to do. There was something exactly. to do every week in this month. Right. Well, I think going forward, we should 
kind of talk about what is on the agenda, what what can be placed on the agenda can. so that we, yeah, like instead of saying yes to everything, bring it back Consult. and then let's decide if that decide makes the most together. sense okay. so that we can leave some time free for ourselves, for each other. No. I don't want to spend time. I don't want to consult with nobody. I don't want to consult with nobody about a damn thing. I'm in a very, very happy, healthy relationship. And I don't even consult with my partner today about the things I'm going to do. Right. It's yeah. more of, I'm just putting you up on notice. And that's no, not even in a negative way. It's right. like, babe, this is what I'm doing today. Yeah. I'm not asking you, can I go? I'm not asking what you think about it. I don't care how you feel about it. I'm going. Right. Yeah. I'm outside with it. And he'd be right there too sometimes. I'm like, come on, nigga, put your shoes on. <laughs> We heading out. We right. going where we going, and that's yeah. just it on it. You yeah. Know? yeah. So, the you are right. Once you get them tussling with a a traditional nigga, sometimes, you a modern woman, you be feeling yeah, like I'm fighting for your life. So, I mean, sometimes I feel like it's because they don't have anything going on. So it's like if you're constantly out and they're kind of depending on you to be the companion, mm. the friend, the everything. So that's why you like, gotta get you. Something. Oh, I'm by myself. You're going out again. You know they're making you feel bad. And right. Like, no, find some hobbies. It find becomes some a friends. person. You make, yeah. You make so that's kind of unfair because it's like, don't make me a crutch. You right. Know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I, I think in dating there should be a balance of, you know, let's just make sure we spend time together. Not yeah. saying oh you can't go or oh you're going out too much, but I don't think there's anything wrong with just. I guess sharing a calendar, letting people know what's going on. Not to make a decision, but just keeping them in the loop. Anytime the calendar has been presented to me, <laughs> it hasn't not been presented in a share what's going on because I'm okay. letting you know what's right. going on. Right. It's not like I'm just popping out. It's yeah. like I'm saying, oh, I have Germany's mom's birthday. Exactly. I'm going to a cultural dinner. And that happens. Yeah. But it's when they want you to modify or they have something to say about everything that you're doing. It's the leave yeah. a weekend open part for me. Yeah. It's con- it, I, and I the leave a weekend open, I can see how they're like, well, we haven't spent any time together. Like, right. I just want to see, you know, yeah, I guess I would have to be in the situation. Kayla, I've explained the situation to you. <laughs> you always give this approach that you're giving, which... This is why you're great in that way. Yeah. But <laughs> it's because yeah. I really have a problem. And this is something that I can work through. But the authority type piece. Okay. It's yeah. kind of presented as um, kind of authority to me because it's you. like I find a way to make time. It mm-hmm. might not be on the weekend. Right. Mm. We'll be spending time during the week. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We'll be yeah. spending no, time I during agree. the week because I already know the weekend is lit. It's, it's sold, sold up. It's sold, sold up. up. So I'm, bu- I'm booked. I'm I'll busy. be, you know, making time to spend during the week intentionally. And then I'm still hearing, but the weekend. And it's like, now, nigga, come on. I have made an effort <laughs> yeah. to spend time during the week. And I'm still hearing about the weekend. Yeah. And that's yeah. when I give the pushback. It definitely gives slight authority. It gives <laughs> I am over you. Like, that's what the, the traditional relationship gives me. Just because the man goes first, you're going to defer to his, like, judgment, his leadership, mm-hmm. provision, whatever you want to call it. And these niggas be trying to take on that role. And I'm like, I'm not def- I don't want to defer to you. I'm not deferring to you, actually. Yeah. And that's where I would actually caution um, I'm not doing any that. woman. If you, I, I am a firm believer that your submission if you choose to do that, whatever you want to call it, that's a privilege. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to pay for that. That's yeah. that that doesn't that doesn't come free. Just because you show up in my life as a male, I'm not I don't I don't have to give this to you. Mm-hmm. This is this is going to be mutual where you are going to submit to me to some capacity and I'm going to submit to you. Sure. Now, you don't just get my submission because you show up. 
You have to make a commitment. I see submission as covering, as leadership, as love, as compassion, as understanding, as me being able to show up as myself. That is, that is what I'm submitting to. I'm submitting to being loved. I'm submitting to being covered. I'm submitting to being authentic. I'm submitting to being vulnerable. I'm submitting to being, to being, uh, protected, right? That, that, that is my submission. You don't get that just because you show up here. And if you do not add, if you do not make the commitment to submit to me or to cover me or to protect me or to love me or whatever, what, what do we... Right. We're yeah. not, we're not talking about anything. We yeah. have, we have nothing, we have nothing to talk about. So yes, my weekend is, my weekend is sown. Okay. I have Monday, where, where are we at on Monday through <laughs> Monday through Friday? I got, I'm, I got something else for you, but that weekend we have a link up, we have a brunch, yeah. we have a whatever <laughs> it is, yeah. but it ain't going to be so, with you. Cause I got other stuff to do. So, yeah, so you, you let me know. It's definitely earned. Like I would say with Caleb, it was very easy to submit because you know, he had his stuff together. He proved himself. There's stuff I don't have to worry about. Like mortgage comes. I'm never touching a mortgage. I've never had to think about it. Um, with somebody where it's like, you're not even fully together, but you want me to. So what am I submitting to? Yeah, On, like, what, what am I submitting to? Hell. That's where you get to submit to hell. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not submitting to struggle. I'm yeah. not submitting. <laughs> so it's I'm like you have that. to prove yourself. That's something that's earned. I feel like a lot of men, it's just, oh, I'm a man. You're supposed to submit. Yeah. And, and you're a like, woman, and if you don't, and that's what it gives. Yeah, like, yeah. They just want you to do that, just off off rip, just based on gender, and it's like, no, I'm not rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to prove yourself to, absolutely to some degree. For so, sure. how how much does religion play a role in how you choose to show up? I would say it definitely plays a role in how I choose to show up. Like, um, how has it impacted? I would say um, I definitely believe in the man as the head, not saying that not. I don't have a voice or how I feel doesn't matter. And I'm just going to go with whatever he says. But I feel like he is the covering. I feel like that's his design. I feel like that's his purpose. So I'm willing to submit to him because of that reason. I mean, I, f- I feel like it makes sense. You know, the man, the woman, the kids in life, you see how households with that design, I feel like they are stronger in a sense and not saying that anyone that does anything different, you're weak or you're wrong. But I feel like there is more security with the traditional design. It plays a huge role um, in my life and um relationship dynamic just really just in my life in general but it's it is easy like Kayla said like Alex he he makes it he makes it easy he makes it easy for him for for me to submit um and he also and and one of the reasons why is because he's aware of of like his position and his responsibility just under God um before he even before we even got married um he called my dad he called my mom and my dad cuz they're they're split so he called my dad and you know he said you know Mr. Clarity I want to um you know marry your daughter whatever they whatever he said and my dad said you need to you need to treat my daughter like I would treat my daughter that is the expectation that you that you treat her like like I would treat her um and he gave my dad his commitment I got it I'm I'm going to take care of her and he never dropped the ball mm-hmm. um he has yet he has yet to drop the ball and so, because like I said, I, I, he understands like his, his responsibility to God, to cover, um, to lead, he postures himself in that way to say, okay, okay, God, what are you saying? Cause this woman is tripping or what are you saying? Because my wife is depressed right now and I really don't know what to do about it. My kids are going to school and I'm worried because I got to go to work. So Lord, I really need some help. 
Um, and so it, it's because we understand what his role is and we also understand what my role is, we can just kind of flow in that way, knowing that we are ultimately, yes, we are responsible to, to one another, but we are responsible to the covenant that we came into under God. Um, and, and does it hold the relationship at times? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it Leaning does. On. It does. Yeah. It, it, it absolutely <laughs> does. There's times when like, you know, yesterday, for example, was a little rocky. Um, and we, um, he has said to me, he said, you know, it's, it's so ironic that you're, that we're having this like argument right now. When you just asked me yesterday or this morning or yesterday, if, um, if you felt like our, our marriage, like had it, had a deeper purpose. And I told you that, I, that it does. And like, we're doing this. And I was like, mm, right. you're absolutely right. As a matter of fact, I, I did say that. Mm-hmm. And so I went back and I said, okay, God, I have to repent. Cause I was acting, I was acting, I was cut. Not acting a fool. I can't I even was imagine cut, you I was cut up. I was cut up all day. All day. <laughs> yeah. all, all day. It was all day was a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely a major part. Definitely the center. Um, and I could say a hundred percent, like if without our faith, we probably wouldn't be still married. Absolutely. in difficult times, it's easy to say, you know what, I'm not feeling it. I'm gonna I'm gonna get out. I'm gonna get out. I'm gonna Right after the worship, pack gathered and gone. Listen, that's yeah. how my mom operates. Oh wait, it ain't the way I thought. So I would say it's definitely shit. held us together, and not to say like that's the only reason we're together. Right, like, right. Oh, we're religious. We're gonna stay married, but it's definitely a foundation. Well, y'all said it. <laughs> I mean, and that is what that is what the original concept of marriage was founded on like you know if we're really thinking about marriage in a biblical sense like so I can see like how all of what you all are saying makes sense um and we were having an episode we had an episode a couple of weeks back about pleasure Mm -hmm. and since we're talking about religion in the episode we or I think I said it or maybe you said it but I think I said like when I was first taught about pleasure it was as it pertains to pleasing my husband or a husband Mm -hmm. because i don't got one but when you get one that's when you start thinking about pleasure like there's no pleasure for self and i've never really accepted that i mean i did accept it at first and then i had i started feeling differently and performing differently obviously but how does that work for you all as married women do you feel like there is a need or even space for you to make room or prioritize your self-pleasure? Or is it just focused on your husband? I would say I'm definitely prioritized. Um, I feel like it's supposed to be you prioritizing each other. Um, It shouldn't be just, oh, focus on him. It's supposed to be, I think anytime there's a partnership, it should be serving the other person. But I mean, like, separate from your husband. So Separate? I've never... I guess it's just something I've never considered and um, not something I've desired, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I haven't even it's not considered a part. Yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just not a part of my... Um, your tool like sexual resume. Your toolkit. Yeah. Your toolkit. <laughs> yeah, your that's tool- not in my toolkit. <laughs> it's not in your toolkit. It's not something I've considered. Yeah. Yeah. So apart from... Um, apart from Alex... Um, have I considered it? Absolutely. We kind of got away from that though, because we both recognized that we were spending, and this is going to sound, please don't hear it how it sounds. Um, we were spending t- 
too much time, like focusing on self-pleasure that when it came to our, like, um, our, our joint intimate ex- yes, exactly. Our, our joint experience, it would be, eh, it wasn't, okay. it was, it wasn't giving everything that it, it needed to give, you know? And so at a point it was, it, it had become like, okay, like I know that you can eat by yourself and I can go eat on my own, but if I want to eat with you and every time I come and want to eat you with fool. you, you're, you're, all, you're, I've already eaten. I'm actually the appetite good. Yeah. Been- yeah, that's not, that's not fair. Yeah. So we, we just begun to see that. Like, yeah. you know what it is, it is in me kind of withholding, um, from myself in this way. I am, I'm serving my, I'm, I'm serving my partner. I'm serving her. She's serving me. Um, and then when it comes, when it comes time, it's like the desire has been so like built up that it's fireworks, bruh, it's game time. (laughs) It's game time. It's it's game time. It's game time. So, um, yeah, it's just something that we kind of, it's, it's, it's at this point, it's not, it's not even necessary, but there have been times when I'm like, bruh, I'm busting at the seams. So as soon as you get home, I need you to. So we can run that really quick. Like I'll square everything away here. But as soon as you get home, I just, I need your mind focused on what we got to do. So how about this? Cause I stumbled across this TikTok and I've even had these conversations. Um, because when I was dating someone, I had to communicate, like, sometimes I'm just not in the mood. Like, don't take it personal. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't want to have sex. And oftentimes it's like, you have to please your man. If he wants it, girl, get in, make yourself get in the mood, figure out something, snap into it. And I just feel like, no, like if I don't want to, I don't want to. How do y'all feel about it? Do you feel like if your husband is in the mood, you have the space to say like, you know what, I'm not in the mood or to just like, let me get into it. I feel like I have the space and you should have the space to say, hey, like, I'm just not feeling it. I mean, we're human. We have emotions. You go through things. Um, it's mental. It's emotion. It's mm-hmm. not just physical. So you should definitely be able to say like, hey, not tonight. I will say it shouldn't be an ongoing thing. Right. Because at some point, you know, it's like they do have that desire and a need. It's a need. Mm-hmm. So I would say as long as it's not ongoing, where you're just constantly like, no, 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 no. The rejection. And it shouldn't become selfish. Like when you want to, if they're not in the mood, you're mad. But then if it's the other way, then, you know, you want them to be understanding. Mm -hmm. Right. The way that we've mitigated that situation is um, by giving each other grace. So if we're not interested, then it's okay. Can you help me then? What, 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 what's on the Help table? What? Like meaning like if, if I, if say for example, I really don't have any interest in having sex. I, I'm just, I'm just not feeling it. Um, but he Get does. The hand to work. Exactly. No. There's, there's some other. Okay. So my question some other, is, go ahead. If that's the case, then I'm not interested. We're always having partner sex, couple sex. Just do what you got to do separate, separate of me. Mm. Well, the thing is, it's you like, know? it's, I, and I, I see that. I, what but my, also, my question pocket, is, my yes. question, my question is, I'm sorry to when does my, like Brittany said, sometimes when we don't understand something or the way we can't see ourselves in it, it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around it. When does the self get put first in the traditional womanhood or like traditional, like, when is it like, let me prioritize myself. Oh. Does that happen? Or is it so much that the family, the husband, the kids come first that everything else is like, I, I get what's left. Because sometimes like it's hard for me to. Part, it feels like. 
I get what's left. Like, okay, I'm handling business. I get what's left. I feel like when I put myself first, it's scheduled. You taking yes. the stand. Yeah, and I'm, I'm scheduling, I'm, but making myself a priority. And I'm asking that question because putting my, putting yourself first in this situation, and this is not to come down on that particular situation, but just making comment about it. Mm-hmm. If it's, I'm not in the mood, I don't want to. That's where I, That's my boundary. I don't want to right now. Mm-hmm. My hand don't even want to because I got to put myself in a... <laughs> Do something for you and do whatever I got to do. I don't want to. Yeah. When does that part take precedence over? Well, as far as that particular, yeah, as far as that's, as as far as that situation is concerned, that's actually mutual. I have actually more of a, um, like sex drive and a desire than Alex. I can have sex all the time. Like I want to have sex all the time, actually. And so one of the ways, the, the reason why we actually, came to that agreement was because I, he was the one being like, dang, I just got off of work. I'm tired or whatever. And I'm like, bruh, but I, 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 so then implement the self-pleasure piece. Right. And I can't implement I was, the self-pleasure. See, I can't right. implement oh, the self-pleasure piece, but I also, be here for you and I'm here for me. And I can, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I've also grown accustomed to my sexual experience, him being a part of my sexual I was experience. Say, I'm sure it's a different. It is like I've, I've become accustomed him to him being a part of my sexual experience. Um, in 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 and this might sound bad, but in almost a tool kind of way, mm-hmm. and and that is oftentimes if if we are like, you know what, I got this. I don't got that for you, but I got this for you. It's in a tool kind. Of, it's in a tool kind of way, um, and it is still a way for us to maintain like closeness. And like intimacy, not to say that if you, if you self-pleasure or whatever the case is that you are not close with your partner, but it's just a way for us to maintain that, that closeness, um, even in that particular experience, um, as far as, as far as like prioritizing the self in general, like Kayla said, it very much so is a scheduled thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, this has nothing to do with the partner. This has everything to do with, with just the responsibility, right? Yeah, like dynamic. if we were running a farm. Say there was nobody on the farm to run it but us, right? We would still be responsible for the cows and the horses and the pigs and whatever. They still got to eat. And so we have to figure out a way to maintain what our personal responsibilities are. And maybe this would be the same for you, Kayla. I, I know this is my experience because I, I, I feel like, yes, these are my kids. Yes, this is my my home or whatever. And yes, we share all of these things. But those are my, they're my kids. Yeah, they're, I feel like we naturally... Mothers are just better parents. Well, like, they they're just better parents. Be There's just something we have yeah. that just works better with the kids. Like, because I do take weekends away, and sometimes I get home, and Zoe was like, "I'm so glad you're back because so, when Daddy does this, it's just not the same." Right? Like, he was so slow doing this, and he's an awesome dad. And I just laugh because I'm like, moms just have it. And I talk to some of my other mom friends, and they're like, "We we just handle it different." So do you, do you guys think that sometimes having that mindset of moms just have it enables the dad to just not step in? Because if maybe if definitely because I can, I can say that in some areas I'm very controlling. So it's like, I'll just do it because I want it to be a certain way. Yeah. And I've had to work on that with my, in some ways I've relinquished control and I'm like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You're alive. You're fed. Yeah. We're good. But I, it's still a work in progress yeah. in other areas. Yeah, because yeah. I was listening to this, like, it was podcast. And they said that a lot of moms um, do parental gatekeeping where it's like, yeah, okay, I'm the mom. I'm good at this. So the dad doesn't even have to flex the muscle. And it reaffirms that 
you're the mom and you're good at it because the dads never allowed the opportunity to get good at it. Like, yeah. Maybe it's not innate, but he can figure out what they're wearing. And he I can realize, figure out yeah. the meals when you go on vacation. Like, you don't have to set it up. It can just be like, get keep them alive. Right. Keep yeah, them alive. And I never that. thought about it, but I see how it could be possibly offensive to them. Like, because yeah. Caleb has said to me before, like, I'm not the dumb husband. Like, right, I'm not right. a Homer Simpson. Like, I can do this. And <laughs> right. it's like, I didn't mean for you to feel that way. I'm just, you know, very passionate about the way my kids are taken care of. And I want to make sure it's done right. So I also had to be mindful of how that can make him feel like he's not capable. Yeah. Or that I don't trust him. So, like I said, work in progress. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. because I spent so much time, like, being a stay-at-home mom, my kids were always with me. Like mm-hmm. they were never usually like in the care of anyone else. Um, and then with my mom being so far and my mother-in-law being so far, there really just wasn't a lot of support. Um, and so that combined with like nursing my kids for so long, they just, I, I became their safety blanket. Mm-hmm. Like I became their, their primary. Source. I, right. But not, not, not even in a loving way. And I've even tried to explain this to Alex. Because he would feel bad. Like, my kids don't want me. Well, it's not that they don't want you. They see me as I am. They don't, they can't figure out love. They don't know what love is. They know, how do I stay alive? It's it's almost primal, right? Like, you are where I eat. You are how I go to sleep. You are what comforts me. I want you. And so he really he couldn't really find a way in oftentimes because they they wanted me for everything. Yeah. Even when I, I went to a concert one day. Um, set it up where, you know, Kings was going to be fine. She, set it up, right? The cousins came over, <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing. There's pizza, there's candy, there's all, all of these different things. Um, and I left to go to the concert. And the last hour, um, she he called me. He said, I'm so sorry, but she has not stopped crying. <gasps> and she hadn't. She would, yeah. She did not stop crying. It took me from that point with Uber and everything, it probably took me like an hour or so to get home. Um, and she did not stop crying until I got, I got home and I was able to latch her. She had milk. I pumped the whole thing, but until she was able to latch, she wasn't able to go to sleep. And so what, 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 what do we do at this point? Baby, listen, what we do is we get them on the bottle early. Girl, the way, honestly, you guys' experience, I feel like it's so necessary for people to have honest, vulnerable conversations with their friends because it's like, the things that you guys share, I put in my own toolkit in the back of my mind. And I'm like, okay, based on this person's experience, based on this person's experience, how would I do things differently that would probably make sense for me, right? Yeah. Because I don't have children right now. So it's not to say that I can be, I can say, this is how I'm going to act. This is how I'm going to be. I know what I would desire to be ideal, yeah. idealistic. And it would very much so look like a team effort because of those type of situations, mm-hmm. I see my life still moving forward and like being able to go. And when I know that there's probably no such thing as like not, not having a primary parent because it just is what it is. Um, but I would, I, I need to strive for us to share the primary parent role as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So if that comes down to an early pumping of sorts, a detent- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I think I need to put some, implement some strategies it's just a it's just a different connection it's like the kid is inside you know it's like they know you they know know that's why i can't i think Um, what it really comes down to is when you're making the decision on if you want to be a parent really considering all these things mm -hmm, right? right because that's the conversation i've had to have with myself like a kid is not an accessory like when you decide to have a kid you are making or you should be making a conscious decision that 
I have decided that someone's going to come before me. Right. The yeah. way that my life once was, it will never be. Even yeah. with equal partnership, things are going to fucking shift. Even if you say, yep. we're going to be both doing this, we're going to both be doing that. The ability to just get up and go, to just focus on Britney, to just do whatever I want to do, is gone. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to um, Shan's podcast, and that made it even more real to me because Shan Boudram, she's a... She became a mom later in life, and mm-hmm. she's very career-focused. Mm-hmm. She's married, but she has considered herself a modern woman. She has operated as a modern woman, and she's tried to hold on to that modernity as much as possible. And she just said that with her second child, that she's really had to come to grips with family has to be the priority. Yeah, Like, she cannot say yes to the career choices. She cannot do all the things that she used to do. So much is going to the back burner. And she's had to bring her role as a mother to the forefront. It's like, even with the supportive husband, even with someone who's taking the kids to school, even with someone who's showing up in a way that's damn near as equal as you can get, she's had to be like, well, damn, like this is where we stand. And I really think it's important when you're deciding on if you're going to have kids or not Mm -hmm. with just accepting that. Like kids are not just here to be an accessory. They're not just here to take care of you when you get older. You are making a decision that I'm bringing somebody into this world. I'm showing up. The way I used to run out and do the things that I used to want to do, I can't do that anymore. And that's the part that scares me, truly. That's why the other day I was brushing my teeth and I said, I feel like I could do this life without the children. Hmm. I would say like I can. Yeah, you have to really be honest with yourself. And it's like, if you want to be able to put yourself first, if you want to wake up and say, I'm doing what I want to do today, period then kids are just not for you. That's just the reality. Because like you said, things happen. And I would agree with Shannon's experience. I feel like with my first child, I was able to hold on to my life a lot. Like it was easy to just fit her in the groove and keep going. But when my second one came, it was like, okay, I have to fully tap in Mm -hmm. to this motherhood role. So I'm still able to work. However, I've had to work remotely a lot. As far as weekend plans, it's harder because I'm asking care for two, two kids, yeah. right? Not just one. So that second one definitely because baby, the way Zoe used to be at brunch in her house. Yeah, Zoe used to be with me. Maybe one is my limit. Yeah, zero. You really have to think about it because and every experience is different. Some people have one kid and they feel like how I do with two. Like okay, everything is different. I can't do what I used to do. For me, it was the second one that was like, okay, I really got to sit down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think that's just how any, any like committed partnership is, whether we were, ha- whether we have kids together, whether we're running a business together, whether we, whatever, if there is some type of commit committed partnership, there is some, some level of obligation and responsibility to what we agree to do together. Mm-hmm. Right. And so in that you're, there are going to be some limits or restrictions. If you decided next week, Brittany, you know what, Germ? I'm actually not going to be recording. I'm going on, I'm, I'm actually going to be on vacation. I'm going to, to Bali for two weeks. She will be looking at you like, girl, we got, we got business to take care of. What do you mean? You're just, what do you mean? You're just up and going, right? Mm-hmm. So there really is no just up and going anywhere, up and doing anything. You do lose a, an element of your autonomy when you are in any level of, like I said, committed partnership right, where we said we're, we're going to do this thing together. So again, whether that's business or kids or whatever, if you decide to do something with someone else, you are essentially submitting to that other person for the sake of what you guys agreed to do together. 
And that's the thing. That's I, the I really value autonomy. Mm-hmm. So I have to really think about how each addition is going to chip away exactly. at that autonomy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As someone who really needs it, it's like, girl, are you really ready to give it all up? Or right. what? Like, how is that going to look? Right. I feel like a lot of people, they're checking off boxes. You see Instagram. Oh, we're dating. Oh, we're engaged. Oh, we're married. Oh, next is the kid. Next is the house. And it's like, is that what truly makes you happy? Right. Or are you just following a roadmap that we're used to seeing? Because right. a lot of people get in those situations and that's not even really what, what you want. want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks cute, but you're not happy. I so. think I'm going to ask my mom, how did motherhood change her mm-hmm. as a modern woman? Because I know that my sister and I were very self-sufficient. I, I feel like my mom still maintained a lot of freedom, mm-hmm. but that's just me looking at like from the outside in. I right. would just be curious to know, how do you feel that this role impacted your life? Do you feel like there were a lot of things you couldn't or could not do? Because I remember like my mom would be like, I'm going out tonight. The food is already cooked, locked mm-hmm. the door. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't see anything wrong with that. Of course, back then. Back right. then, I yeah, didn't see anything wrong. Yeah, it was a different time. Um, I don't think you can do that today. Yeah. Right. I mean, but, you know, I'm just curious, that given that time, who my mom is as a person. My mom did not want kids at all. She okay. never wanted kids. Yeah. She only wanted kids with my dad. Okay. So I'm just, I, I want to know, what was this experience like mm-hmm. from a top tier Jamil modern says, woman? speak to your elders. I think conversations are good to have, like the conversations we're having now. Mm-hmm. And even asking our moms, because we do paint these pictures. Like, my mom did it. I could do right. it this way. When we don't know how, how they were feeling. Really I know even been. my mom today wishes that she was more present, like emotionally. Mm-hmm. Although I'm like, oh, I came out fine. My mom was working and she was doing all yeah. this. Who knows the battles that they're having when they get older? Like, I wish I was able to do this more for my Or that kids. they had when they were younger. Exactly. We don't know because we were just living in this experience right. with them. Like, oh, she she thriving. She doing her thing. Exactly. And, right. I mean, and I think looking back at it now, it feels like they were thriving because we are modern women who've mm-hmm. seen modern women with children. Right. But it's like, who's to say that that was even the pinnacle of like how they really wanted to operate? Like, I'm really thriving in this thing. And that's why I think it's such a privilege to be at home with my kids. Even if we go back to like slavery, right? We had black mothers that had their own children, but were raising the white, white babies, babies yeah. right? So there was this kind of dynamic of the parents being outside of the home. Little black babies got to care for themselves or the old eldest has to care for the younger ones or whatever the case is. And so being at home, I am thinking of like, wow, what a privilege it is for me to be able to to do for my kids what maybe my great, 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 great was doing for somebody else's kids. Mm -hmm. And how much of a difference will that make? Right. Like I'm living in something that has never existed in my bloodline ever. And if we're looking at the black community in comparison to maybe other communities and who was there caring for the children and, and how well that whole thing kind of turned out or whatever, or, or maybe what their benefits are, the, what the privileges they experience, who knows, right? Like who, who, who knows what would have been the difference, but I appreciate, and I love, and I, I'm so thankful for the privilege to say, you know what? No, I, I spoke that into my kids. Mm-hmm. If something gets picked up, it's because you know why? I, I know exactly where I can pinpoint it. That happened when she was watching the da-da-da-da-da-da. Or you know what? She went over there to such and such. And, and I, I can kind of pinpoint these things. I can correct the behavior as soon as I see it. And just moreover, it's it's 
the joy of being to being able to see Kingsley come home from school and she's like and and or get out of walk out of that gate and her mama's right there mm-hmm. and all the other moms are there and I'm one of two black mothers at that gate and one of them actually she has to get off of work early to she come and, to come and pick up and then the husband he works from home but it's, it's where it, he at I'm but I think that's I, I think in their dynamic I think what it is is that the mother because she she works so much she she also enjoys the privilege to say you know what I'm gonna go and pick up my babies from school because I, I got right. you know the mama's always make a sacrifice because yeah. I remember my mom was leaving on her lunch break to pick me and my sister up so we didn't have to walk to school drop us off and then went back to work yeah and yeah, use the actual lunch break both. didn't even eat. yeah I'm blessed to where, like, Caleb will take Zoe to school in the morning. The days that I'm remote, I have the privilege of picking Zoe up from school. So I get to, see, you know, she's excited yeah, to see me. Both. Sometimes she's mad that I'm picking her up. And she's like, I thought Graham was picking me up today. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been blessed to where my grandparents, the days that I'm in the office, they pick up Zoe from school. So she's not in childcare. Yeah. She's not in an after school program. She's not going with strangers. She's in a loving environment right. that she absolutely enjoys sometimes more than being home I think because they spoil her to death um so I just feel like I'm able to experience both and I want her to see like go after what you want to do you can do what you want to do you can have kids or if you want to be career focused you can do that too because she's a brilliant little girl so Like you said, you love doing what your family wasn't able to do. I feel like for me, I always saw my mom work. At some point, there was a shift when my little sisters came and she was full-time mom. But I don't think she was happy with that. Mm -hmm. I feel like she desired something outside of the home. So I'm grateful to experience both. And even how you guys mentioned having the conversations, I would say, a lot of conversations didn't happen until I was in the situation. So I got married and then they're giving me the raw and uncut about mm-hmm. marriage. Right, and it's right. like, give me this before. Right. Right. So that I can make a more informed decision. And then I have kids. Now you're giving me the raw and uncut right. about having kids. And it's right. like, well, I'm in it. Right. right. So I can't turn around now. Right. I yeah. think it's important to have the conversations prior to and just being honest. Like black families, we have so much trauma. Mm-hmm. That is just left untalked about, unhealed. We're just sweeping it under the rug and we keep going. And it's like, have the conversation. Yeah. Girl, you just said it. And this is the place where we can have the conversation. Seeing as both of you got married relatively young and maybe didn't get all the advice that you could have benefited from. What do you feel like has, as you've matured, what do you think you would have done differently, if anything? Or what would you share with someone who is considering getting married young? I would say know that you're going, you're both going to change. So (laughs) you're not marrying the person that you're going to be married to five, 10, 15, 20 years from now and vice versa. You're not going to be the same person. Um, Me today, maybe I would have waited a little longer to get married. Like I probably would have reached a certain career point and then brought or not even got married, brought the kids in later mm. because it's like there's certain stuff. I know I'm going to have to wait for like CJ to get in school before yeah. I go after this certain goal. So maybe timing it differently. I say that now I might feel different later, but just considering all aspects. Yeah. I couldn't wait to get married. So I, I when it happened, I was I was ecstatic. But I would 
make sure that I had some things of my own. Mm -hmm. Like I've never lived on my own. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that's like to just like have my own apartment and decorate it how I want to do it and Mm -hmm. do the whole thing. Um, So I would do that differently. But to to Kayla's point, it's just, it's going to be, it's it's not going to be different. It doesn't have to be different, but it's going to grow like anything else grows, right? It's going to evolve. We're going to grow. We're going to expand. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say my advice would be just offer grace for that processing and that growth and that transformation and, and all of the things that come along with it and allow your partner to become Right. Yeah. Just, just allow them to become and not take it personally that they want to do some things differently, you know, but instead like celebrate it, mm-hmm. um, and to consider, and I'm, I'm not like advocating for a divorce. Um, don't stand in the way of that. Mm-hmm. Don't, if you got to get in the closet and cry, go get in the closet and cry, but don't stand in the way of them becoming, um, yeah, don't, yeah. don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, y'all, we could really talk about this all damn day. We could. (laughs) But um, we're not. I just want to say that, Kayla, you being in this position and going before me has really been invaluable because when you first got married, I was looking like, what the fuck? Where's mine? Where's mine? I need it right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But as I've gotten older, I've seen both sides. I've seen the value of like having your person and having your family and not that not being like something that you have to worry about. But I've also seen the value in being able to have someone to have these honest, open conversations with because you really give you really do give the real like you don't sugarcoat it. You say the good, you say the bad, you don't try to make it seem like it's something it's not. And I appreciate that. And um, I see the value in like waiting a little longer to really solidify like what is it that I want instead of what I've been taught or told to want. Yeah. And being able to like separate myself from situations when I can identify that this is not this isn't it like I actually this is who I am like unapologetically and standing firm in that and um I think that's like what we can take away from this conversation that there's not a right or a wrong it's just deciding who you are what you need and finding someone where you can show up a hundred percent that way and just doing life and not worrying about what the fuck other people are doing because that's where we mess up we're like well they're doing that and it works for them and i should be doing that too or even sometimes we place our feelings and thoughts on what other people are doing and try to say why are you doing that i've been guilty of that too but Mm -hmm. it's just not that we're all different we all have different desires and that's just it yeah so take that away i would agree i would agree yeah. Echoing your sentiments. And if you are a young mamacita listening to this podcast and you think that like you have to be doing certain things by certain ages that I need to be married by 25. I need to have my kids by this age. Let that go. Please. Let that go. As like older queens, uh, specifically being like unwed and unchild. Would you call it? Un- childless. Childless. That's what we would call it. <laughs> unwed and childless. Um, there's so much to learn about yourself. I feel like these early 30s, are very a, a very liberating time. For sure. I could just speak personally for myself that I've learned so much in this time frame of like being a single woman, even in a relationship and not having children that I hope better equips me for whatever is to come, that right, I'm just more right. sure of myself and I have more confidence in my decision-making process and that like when I say a thing, it is what it is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, thank y'all for being here. Thank yes, you. thank y'all really so much. It. This has been a great conversation. Yeah. Um, We've had a good time. We're going to let y'all go. And 
We are going to have more of the Black Girl Bravado coming up right after this. Okay, y'all, so we spilled all the tea about modern and traditional women. And now it is time for our segment, I Did That Shit, where we brag on ourselves and the dope shit that we've been doing. So this week, I want to tell you all about how I've been waking up early. I want to give a little bit of credit to Daylight Savings, but I've still been getting my feet up, my ass up. And I've been carving out the time to intentionally study for my HR certification test that I've been telling y'all about. And it's just felt good to just really do what I need to do for me because um, I have been having a hard time in the past weeks, but now I'm not. So I did that shit. Very proud of you. I know it takes a lot of energy and effort to balance everything that you're doing from the podcast, personal life to your test. And this is really important to you. So I'm really proud. Thank you. Good job. All right, so we've come to the last segment of the show. It's time to pick up a pen. We're We're dropping dropping a gem. And this is where we share the content that either checks us or inspires us. These are the things that make us look in the mirror and remember the baddies that we are. So we're sharing the good vibes with you. This week, y'all, I want to share the Libby app. The Libby app is a, it's essentially like an electronic public library. We recommend so many reading materials, so many books audiobooks and the Libby app is a way for you to listen to all of these things or read all of these things for free. Super easy to sign up. I've been thoroughly enjoying the Libby app. I've read so many books. Me too. Started listening to audiobooks and I have an Audible membership, but this is if I can find it in Libby and it's free, oh, I'm running it up. Same. Um it's super easy to download. You get I think 21 days to read a book and it automatically returns it for you. Sometimes if a copy is in demand but comes up quickly, there's a skip the line copy will show up where you'll get 7 days to read it. So, um you guys check out the Libby app. Let us know what you think. And yeah. The link is in the in the description. Yes. So that brings us to the end of the road. Again, mm-hmm. if you guys found this episode valuable, please share it with the homegirl. Um, share and, with your traditional and modern friends. Yes. And then hop on Patreon and get in the Discord and tell us how you really feel. Yeah. <laughs> Love y'all so much. We'll see you later. <laughs>